everybody, and welcome to the second edition of the Metropolis Sports Pod Network. I am Bob Blob, and before I get to me being 0-4 last week's predictions, before I get to previewing this week's and hoping to God that I don't embarrass myself, I would like to give a special thank you to everybody at the Metropolis for allowing me to broadcast on this platform. You can find great shows like Action RPG and the Alumni Podcast on that platform as well. And I'm thankful that they allowed me to talk a little sports to you guys, even though last week I went 0-4. But I'm going to defend myself here. Because three out of the four games were kind of a toss-up, in a way. You look at the Texans and Bills game. History says that the Texans aren't good in playoff games. History says that they don't win playoff games. I mentioned last week that last year they got beat up by Andrew Luck. A couple years ago, Deshaun Watson was injured, and they had to play with, what, their third-string, fourth-string quarterback, and they got beat up. Last week, for the first half, I looked like a genius. I thought I was going to at least get that one right. But then a third-down J.J. Watt sack happened. I know what some of you guys are saying, but what about that touchdown that was called back because the refs wanted to use common sense? Look. I don't know what common sense is. You can make the argument that they did the same thing for the Dak Prescott verbiage on a coin toss a couple of weeks ago in a regular season game when he didn't use, when he didn't say defer, so they get the bottom second half, but they corrected it during the game. You could say, well, if they would use common sense for that, then how come they can't get pass interference calls correctly? Because those seem like common sense. And for that, I don't have a defense for you. I don't have an answer for you. But I will say that the touchback call, rather than the touchdown call, was the right call. But I want some clarification on what common sense is to the referees and the NFL. I do want that. But that's not the point. The point is, they roared back after that sack from J.J. Watt. DeAndre Hopkins made Tredavious White look like he's an overrated cornerback. And he even said that, well, to a, to a degree, said in the NFL game they interview they had before the game started. That Nuka liked to receive that guard one-on-one -on -one rather than guys that use zone coverage or use safety to back them up rather than guard one-on-one -on -one like Revis used to do or like Sherman did at one point. You, you can argue that he doesn't do it now. Or he never did it in the first place in Seattle. But the all-pro and statistics that Sherman does speak for himself. And I'll get to Sherman in a little bit later too. But anyway, Hopkins gets the ball more. Sean Watson starts making plays. Some questionable plays for Josh Allen, especially the lateral. And lo and behold, Deshaun Watson makes a Deshaun Watson-like play. Escape sacks, gets them in a position to win the game with a field goal. And bada-bing, bada-boom, no one says it anymore, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Texans are in the divisional round going against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, boy. And I got something to say about the two quarterbacks sitting there that has a personal, personal, personal resonance with me. But I'll get to that in a second. Second game of that weekend, the game, another game I got wrong, Patriots and Titans. Now, come on now. Y'all can't punish me for this because all of you guys were thinking this one. You guys thought that no matter how bad the Patriots looked, no matter how much they limped into the wild card spot in the first place, no matter how bad Brady has looked, no matter how much that offense has looked, Almost worse than the Chicago Bears do. And you know they don't got no damn offense. You knew 
somehow, some way, they were gonna find a way to win that game, win the next game, potentially win the AFC Championship, and be back in the Super Bowl all over again because we've been through this song and dance for the last decade too many times. And what do you know? It doesn't happen. What do you know? Derrick Henry is a really, really, really good running back. And what do you know? Ryan Tannehill somehow, some way, didn't mess it up enough to lose to the New England Patriots. And what do you know? The defense actually gets a pick six after failing so many times to seal the game against the New England Patriots, a.k.a. the Evil Empire. That's not a case of something that, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. It's a case of, oh, my God, it actually happened. It's a case of we are not going to get fooled by the Patriots yet again. And they did fool us by actually losing. The Patriots paper is clearly off reputation alone. Not because the team is good, but it's because of the reputation. And that reputation has come to an end. And Brady's run as being the Patriots potentially has come to an end. But that's something I'll talk about for another day. Seattle, Philly. Carson Wentz went out. I'm not going to say, oh, the Eagles lost because of that. They lost because they couldn't guard DK Metcalf. Carson Wentz, nor Josh McCown, who I found out as of that game, was still in the league. Neither one of them was going to beat Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. So maybe I'll give you guys that one. Maybe I'll give you guys, if you guys chose, the Seahawks to beat the Eagles. That was more of a, hey, this could, could potentially happen, but it might not. So I'll give you guys that one. I'll take the L on that one. But the one everybody is going to have to take the L on. I'm not taking this L alone on this one. I don't think anybody listening to this right now, unless you are truly a Vikings fan, or you truly hate Drew Brees, or truly hate New Orleans, I don't think anybody would have thought that the Vikings was going to beat the New Orleans Saints. I don't want to hear it. I don't. Nobody thought Kirk Cousins, who I still don't believe in, by the way, despite that victory, nobody believed that Kirk Cousins was going to beat the Saints. I thought that one was going to be a victory for the Saints for sure. But I'll give credit where credit is due. The Vikings look better with Dalvin Cook healthy in their offense, or as healthy as he could get in their offense. Kirk Cousins played some mistake-free football for the most part. Dillon and Diggs is a great right receiver duo, though they might not play Sunday. Who knows? That's still up in the air. I'll get to that later. But it's time that I do something that hurts me to the core to do. It's time to hold Drew Brees accountable. I'm not going to blame that non-call pass interference at the end zone. I'm not going to blame the defense for allowing that 50-yard bomb to Adam Dillon to get in the position in the first place in the red zone. I'm not going to blame on that. Drew Brees, this is your fault. The fact that you didn't destroy that defense in the Super Dome at home in your element, the fact that after you got a red zone with you not on the field, the Swiss Army knife who got you there in the first step, Taysom Hill, Got you there in the first place, running the ball, passing the ball, doing everything he could. Got you inside the red zone, very close to it. In the very next play, you, Drew Brees, you fumbled. This ain't last year. And you know what? I'm not even going to excuse for last year now. Last year, you could make the argument, oh, that was pass interference. Or what got this whole rule, pass interference rule in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was Patrick that was a call. But you had overtime. You had the ball first. And what happened? You drew a pick. 
That's two years in a row that you have failed this team. Yeah, the defense has made some mistakes. And yeah, they've been held responsible. Yeah, they've been held responsible plenty of times. They've been called overrated. They've been called not that good. They've been called all that. But everybody, including myself, has given Drew Brees a free pass because, oh, he's Drew Brees. He does great for New Orleans. And yes, he does do great for New Orleans. I'm not going to talk about Drew Brees the person. Drew Brees the person, the great person. But Drew Brees, the quarterback, has proven that he may not be that clutch. It may just be a regular season statistic quarterback. And it hurts me to say... But the fact that you only have one Super Bowl, and that's thanks to freaking Bounty Gate, with all the numbers you have, with all the stats that you have, with all the stuff you've done in your entire career, one Super Bowl is not enough for you. And you had two shots, two very clear shots in the past two years. You might even say three in the past four years, thanks to the Minneapolis Miracle, which is the Stephon Diggs play. And you have failed in all of them. So I'm not holding them accountable. I don't think this should be a last year, but the chances of you getting another Super Bowl ring is very, very low unless you go to a stacked team in the offseason. And I know he's not the type to do that. He's, he's going to take a hometown discount because he loves New Orleans so much. But it is time that we hold Drew Brees accountable and start putting the not-clutch label on him, or not-playoff-clutch label on him. But I'm done running on the past week. Let's talk about the game coming up, starting with my boy Jimmy G Football and the 49ers hosting the Minnesota Vikings. And just like I said last week, I'm not going over for again. I'm just letting you know that right now. But <laughs> just like last week, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. He did it last week. Saints ain't clutch, but you know who is clutch? Jimmy G Football. He's been clutch all season. George Kittle's a dog. The defense, eh. I'm worried about that defense because the second half did not look very good. Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, Cal uh, Juszczyk as fullback even. All of them has a makeup for the defense's lack of great performances. You know, lost to Julio Jones. Was one yard away from losing to the Seattle Seahawks. Another controversial no call on the pass interference. Um, the fact that they didn't watch the clock in Seattle, therefore they avoided a Marshawn Lynch one-yard touchdown, which I'm sure they would have gotten in, in order for them to not even be in this position in the first place. would have been the wild card round. But despite having Joey Bosa, despite having Richard Sherman, that defense does concern me because they did not look sharp over the second half of the season. But Kirk Cousins ain't nobody going to light you up. Adam Thielen hurt himself in practice as of today, as of the Wednesday. Defon Diggs missed practice because he's sick. Maybe he'll be better soon, but he might not be 100% for the game Saturday. And the Vikings have had a good defense for the past few years. But you know who the Vikings don't have? Jimmy Garoppolo, the best quarterback in the playoffs right now. Don't at me. I don't care if you think I'm being sarcastic. I'm being serious. Best quarterback in the game. How many clutch drives have you seen this season? And hopefully they don't take all that because a lot of these 49ers games hasn't been unbearably close. I don't think this one's going to be that close. It might come down to the fourth quarter where the 49ers get a go at, not a necessarily go-ahead touchdown, but a late touchdown and put the game away. And I think the Vikings will stay in it because I think that defensive line is going to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. All joking aside, that defensive line is probably going to get about three, four sacks of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I expect a good second half from the offense. They're going to get their shit together. And 49 is going to win 31-20. 
I got to win in that thing, going advancing to the NFC Championship game, which I'll get into who I want to win between the Packers and Seahawks in a little bit. The primetime game for Saturday is between the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. Think about this game is this. Ravens defense is much better than the Patriots defense overall. Patriots defense feasted on bad opponents and kind of got molly whopped by superstar opponents. Derrick Henry, molly whopped them. Patrick Mahomes, molly whopped them for a half, and then they kind of slowed down. But Lamar Jackson, who is going to be the MVP? Let's just get that away with. That's the position I know I'm going to get right. Lamar Jackson, molly whopped them. Everybody else, with every other mediocre quarterback or running back, or every other mediocre team, they weren't able to perform that well defensively again. Against. Even though I think their defense is pretty good, they're not great. They only allow 13 points. You could say, hey, we're 20 points. That was a pick six of the defense. The Tennessee defense got that. But I don't think the t- defense is going to stop Lamar Jackson. I don't think Derrick Henry is going to have nearly as good of a game as he had against the New England Patriots. And I think Lamar Jackson, it's not going to be cruise control, but it ain't going to be that hard either. I'm going to say the Ravens win by, I want to say 17, but I'll give them a benefit of the doubt to say 14. I don't know what the score is, but I think I'm going to predict a 14-point victory. The Sunday division round games have the juicy stuff, in my opinion, starting with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at home against Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans. And the reason why this one has a personal, very personal attachment for me is because these are two quarterbacks that the Bears should have had. Now, myself, Bob Lop, I live in Chicago. I think I mentioned that last week, but I mentioned it again for context. So, I ultimately root for the Bears. I'm not the biggest Bears fan, but I do root for them, and I do hope they do well for overall. In Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are two quarterbacks that the Bears could have had. They traded up in their drafts. I think they were like number eight, number nine. They traded up to get to number two pick. And instead of last year's MVP and Patrick Mahomes, Mr. State Farm guy, instead of Deshaun Watson, who made an incredible play to evading two sacks or breaking out of the tackle of two sacks in order to throw a short route to end up going about 20 yards and getting them in the red zone and winning the game, the Bears instead chose Mitch Trubisky, or as I like to call him, mediocre Mitch. Mr. I can throw the ball out of bounds five yards past the receiver. Mr. I can't score more than 17 points. Mr. I don't know if I want to scramble or throw the ball, but I know if I throw the ball, it's going to be inaccurate. Mr. I can't run an offense. Mr. I just throw screen passes all day. Mr. I have only two good drives in a a game. Mr. I can only give you two good drives in a 60-minute football game. Mediocre Mitch Trubisky. And the Bears took him over Patrick Mahomes, who has the number two seed currently in the AFC, and Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, in that same year of the draft, in a national championship, Deshaun Watson beat Alabama in a game with a touchdown, and, by the way, won the Heisman that year, too. And the Bears passed him up for Mitch Trubisky. Yes, I'm angry about it. Yes, I'm still salty about that. I'm going to be forever salty about that. Saltiness aside, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are going against each other in the division round. Should be a great matchup. Two great quarterbacks, both with very solid defenses. And I know what you're thinking. The Kansas Chiefs don't have a solid defense. Yes, they do. Their defense has improved greatly. You got Tyran Matthew in the offseason. Terrell Suggs got there late. 
And overall, they're playing some pretty good football. They're not getting nearly as torched as they were earlier in the season and all last season. And, of course, the Texas defense, when they're not playing down in that competition, at the playoffs, they don't play down in that competition. They're pretty solid. But if you're going to ask me who I, whose hands I want the football in in the last quarter, the last few minutes of the game, I trust Patrick Mahomes, and I trust Tyreek Hill, that no matter how good your defense is, he's, he's going to run past it. Tyreek Hill is one of the fastest people I've ever seen in my entire life. This man's a Usain Bolt of the NFL. Like, no one's faster than him. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. And Deshaun Watson can try his hardest, but you can't have a slow start like you did against the Buffalo Bills to get away with it against Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes is capable of running the score up. Like, it's mad. Sean Watson, he's not someone that runs the score up. It's just not. It takes a little while to get going in the games and maybe against other teams that'll work. But against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, a former MVP, a guy that puts numbers up quickly, that can score in one play, like I said, with Tyreek Hill, you can't afford that. It's going to come down today. It might come down to late. The defense and Deshaun Watson and the defense can get a few stops. But you can't play from behind against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I feel like the Houston Texans will play from behind. And ultimately, that will be their downfall in getting them eliminated. But they can take sense of the fact that they made it past the first round. And hey, look at it this way. It's not the fact that the Houston Texans aren't good. It's the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are better. In the last game of the weekend, the Seattle Seahawks travel to Lambeau Field to face the Green Bay Packers. Last time these two faced off in the playoffs, I call it the Brandon Boston game. The game where, despite how many picks that Russell Wilson drew, they came marching back, they did an onside kick within two minutes, and Brandon Boston stepped in front, fumbled the ball. Seattle drove down the field. Marshawn Lynch gave them the go-ahead touchdown. Aaron Rodgers tied it, sent to overtime, and then Russell Wilson passed it over them. And the best deep ball pass in the game drew a deep ball touchdown to Jermaine Kurt to send them to the Super Bowl, in which they almost won, but decided not to hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and the rest is history. And here's the thing about this game. Russell Wilson continues to prove that he's a one-man wrecking crew in the NFC. Despite how bad the defense is, despite how questionable that offensive line is, and some could say it's not good, Russell Wilson keeps somehow making plays and keeps being the road warrior and keeps getting W's. And the Green Bay Packers defense is the definition of bending but not breaking. Because Aaron Rodgers has not looked like the Aaron Rodgers we know in that some people love, especially people in Wisconsin, even though that man can't chug a beer to save his life. He's not the discount double-check Aaron Rodgers that, you know, used to scramble, run for 15 yards, and then get a touchdown, does the best celebration, or making impossible throws. He's not the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen this year. And Aaron Rodgers has been overthrowing guys like crazy. Doesn't throw any interceptions because no one can get to it. This Aaron Rodgers is kind of inaccurate. The receivers may not be that good. Devontae Adams having a down year. The best player on the team might be Aaron Jones, the running back. And that's weird to say, considering that the Green Bay Packers have been notoriously known for not really running the ball that well. So how well the Packers do is purely based on how well Aaron Jones does. Because I don't think if he has that good of a game, Aaron Rodgers is good enough to beat the Seattle Seahawks. 
And if you're rooting for the Niners to go to the Super Bowl and want the easiest path, you want the Packers to somehow beat the Seattle Seahawks. You want that defense to not bend at all or definitely not break against Russell Wilson, who is a beast. D.K. Metcalf, who's proving everybody who didn't draft them, proving that they're idiots. You want the Packers to win this game and win big, or at least capitalize on interceptors like they didn't do in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. Because if you're a Jimmy G fan or a 49ers fan, or both, you should fear this team. You should fear the Seattle Seahawks. They beat you on Monday Night Football in overtime. Granted, you didn't have all your starters. But it took a questionable no call in the end zone and Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson not knowing how to look at the play clock so they could run the ball in with Marshawn Lynch and inches, inches, inches to not get swept by Seattle in the regular season. You don't want to see that Seattle team get a third shot at you. You want the team you blew out on Sunday Night Football. You want the team that George Kittle ran route on. You want the team that Jimmy Garoppolo drew all over the place. You want the team that you ran all over the place. You want the team that Aaron Rodgers could not figure out until late in the fourth quarter when the 49ers really stopped carrying on defense. You want that team. So, if you are the 49ers, you're watching that Sunday game and go, chanting, Go Pack Go, as stupid as that chant is, and I hate that chant. That chant is terrible. Go Pack Go! Dun, da, 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 da. Go Pack Go! Which is probably the whitest chant I've ever heard. But you're rooting for them because you want an easy shot at the Super Bowl. Ultimately, though, I hate to say it, but I got the Seahawks going into Lambeau and beating them. Simply for the fact that Russell Wilson is going to be too much for them. And I think the NFL wants to see round three of San Francisco versus Seattle. Especially if you got the two games you got, both in prime time, one on Monday night and the other one on Sunday night. The last game of the regular season. That came down to inches. Now, if you're in the NFL, if you're the referees, if you're Roger Goodell, if you're anybody outside of Green Bay, you want to see round three of that. And that scares me. That should scare you, too. But I ain't gonna lie. My heart might not take it, but I got my popcorn ready for that one, if it does happen. Seattle wins by six. Whatever the score is gonna be, I got Seattle going, winning by six. So to sum it up, three of the four top seeds win, except for Seattle. They will upset, quote-unquote, the Green Bay Packers. And if I go four for four, that means we'll be seeing Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo versus Russell Wilson in the championship games next weekend. And that sounds really good to me. And just to reiterate it one last time, doesn't it feel good to have the playoffs not worry about the New England Patriots winning it all again? Not having to see Belichick and Brady hoaxing the Lombardi Trophy yet again? Some people are like, oh, it feels a little empty. We don't have anybody to root against anything like that. Yeah, you do. You do. You have it somewhere in your heart. If you're Chicago, you're probably rooting against the Packers. If you're in the AFC, you're probably rooting against the the State Farm and Patrick Mahomes. You want the young upstart or the younger upstart in Lamar Jackson, the guy who's been proving people wrong that he's more than just a quote-unquote running back. You know, you guys, you have some interest in it. 
but we're going to have a new, not only new AFC and NFC champion, we're going to have a new Super Bowl champion. And that feels pretty damn good for NFL 100. So I want to thank you all once again for tuning in. Thanks to the Metropolis for allowing me to do this yet again. Be sure to follow the Metropolis Collective on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, pretty much any platform you can think of. Maybe even Pornhub at one point. <laughs> that would be dope, though. <laughs> but make sure you follow the Metropolis Collective. If you want to find me, Cedric Farrell, on Facebook, BobUp92 on Twitter. I'm still BobUp on Instagram, BobUp92 in most platforms. You'll find me there. I'll probably add you just because. But again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Bob Lob signing out. Hopefully I don't go 0 and 4 this upcoming weekend. But if you do, feel free to grill me about it. But until then, happy football watching, everybody. Peace. <laughs>